let's talk about it. Welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaining and everything in its orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim. So let's get into it. Today we're joined by a special guest. You know them, you love them. Today we've got Drew. Yay! Hey, Drew. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about y'all? Doing good, baby. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. So, Tim, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about polyamory and constellations, which I'm not entirely sure what constellations means. So in my understanding of things, and you know, this will be something we explore in the episode, polyamory, it's not a new concept, but I think in terms of the legitimacy that the expansive community gives it by propagating it and enacting on it new terms and ideas come through as well you know we've spoken a little bit about this we're developing some new language in the gaming community uh currently but i think constellations mostly refers to the different styles of interconnectivity that the different persons involved in the relationship network can have not everyone involved in a polyamorous relationship is in the exact same relationships with other people some people are dating everyone involved not everyone is. It's a combination of dots and lines or lines and nodes, I think they call it in maths, where each person is a little circle, each line represents a relationship with another person. And so when you sort of plot that out, if you were to draw it, it looks like a constellation, stars and all the different ways in which they align. So constellations can look very, very different relationship to relationship. Uh, but, Drew, that's why we have you on the podcast today, because you yourself are currently in a polyamorous relationship. Is that right? Correct. So, in your own words, do you mind just explaining to the listeners how you personally define uh, polyamory and maybe how that might differ from the overall understanding of poly? Because... <laughs> Like you said, it's probably going to be different for everybody, but pretty much polyamory, I want to say, is where you're in, not in, not specifically an open relationship, but in a relationship that can lead to having more than just you and one other person. Not necessarily, like you were saying, where everybody has the same relationship, but you guys are committed to each other in some type of way, shape, or form. I'll ask Tim. You know, and I'll throw you, I'll throw you under the bus here as someone <laughs> substantially older than my young newbile self. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you are, in fact, ancient, haggard, and on the verge of death itself. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Mary Lincoln Todd and I were best friends. I got it. Exactly. You, you, yeah. you, were, you were there at Abraham Lincoln's um, assassination. You, you were handing out the popcorn at the theatre. Yeah, I um, was. Exactly. No, so you're a little bit older than us. I mean, have you yourself been in a polyamorous relationship previously? Or is that not something you've engaged in? Well, I was. The only problem was I didn't know it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's not good. Yeah, so my my ex, who I, I bring up a lot, but um, he he told people that we were open, but he didn't tell me that. 
so I had the misfortune of running into several of his chippies when I was out and about, you know, minding my own business. And they didn't know who I was because they didn't actually knew that they didn't know that I existed uh, until they happened to see the two of us together and um, assumed that I was his friend and not his husband and decided that, you know, I was the person that they were going to seek out for information on him. And then it got extremely awkward. Uh, I, I've always been very fascinated by the concept of a polyamorous or open relationship because I do like the idea of never being lonely, but I also know that I have jealousy issues that I have yet to completely resolve. So that's usually the, the, the catch is like, well, how do you stop yourself from being jealous? How do you stop it from being a situation where one member is eventually pushed out altogether. And I think we can definitely uh, broach that in, in, in this episode as we go along. But firstly, I do want to, I do want to ask for, for Drew's sake, the situation that Tim describes, he was in a polyamorous relationship, but didn't know it. Uh, in terms of how polyamorous relationships are supposed to work, is what Tim experienced an example of a legitimately approached relationship or was his ex a cheating bastard? Uh, that is easy. Uh, his ex was definitely being a cheating bastard because even, I mean, everybody has their own rules, but even for the difference between, like I said, an open or a poly, even an open you're still supposed to, I would think you would have some type of communication that you were open. And especially in a poly relationship, yeah, you you have, you don't get any, like, you don't get any secrets or, I mean, yes, you can, but if you want the relationship to work, you, it's best that you are open and honest about anything and everything, any given time. You don't, you don't hold that stuff in or hold it back just because of whatever. You... Yeah, you you let it out no matter how embarrassing or if you're worried it's going to hurt the person. It yeah, honesty is always best and best upfront. <laughs> Perfect sense. I mean, I think I and I'll I'll disclose this here on the podcast. I myself identify as a poly person. I'm currently in a relationship with just one other person, but I would describe myself as open poly, and that's also how we term our relationship. So. In many regards, I conduct myself as a quote-unquote single person because in theory, any relationship I engage in, if it were to get to that stage, full disclosure is had about my existing partnerships, that other person would be made aware of this new engagement that I'm interacting in, and all that would be cleared up, and from there we would move forward. Um, but something that I had to come to terms with both in understanding that side of myself and polyamorous relationships in general, is that what they have the same as with a monogamous relationship is agreement. Because what is a relationship but a set of do's and don'ts, things that you agree to? And in many cases in monogamous relationships, people don't actually talk about their rules. They don't talk about their specifics on what they consent to and what they don't consent to. There are expectations that everyone assumes you have to go along with, but a lot of those are gendered, they are societal, they are cultural, and 
that may not be how you identify as an individual. This is often where people get a little bit stuck in the muck. So for me, in learning that a consensual poly relationship operates in that same format, it's all kosher. So long as the rules are made clear, whatever your rules are, your relationship is valid and you're doing right by your partner. In the same way as a monogamous relationship, whatever your rules are, so long as you are acting by whatever code you've agreed on, you're doing the right thing. And that's where I had to learn as well that I myself was a poly person because I started engaging in monogamous relationships. I found that I wasn't gelling with them. I kept asking myself, am I just a bad person that I constantly want to cheat? But it wasn't actually a desire to cheat. It was actually me naturally finding sexual and romantic attraction to multiple persons. But because of this idea I had in my head of monogamy, I couldn't operate within that. So it took some time and I'm living a better life now. As we do, you learn and you grow. So that's been the lesson there. Um, but Drew, I want to ask you, how did you discover that you were a poly person? Um, <laughs> so I didn't really think about it that way at first because kind of like with you and especially with my growing up and being in a very reserved family coming out didn't go so well and being taught about one man one woman and then when that kind of for me in my brain moving over to actually coming out knowing that I'm gay and stuff and started dating and stuff I still only thought well for me not may may not be man woman or anybody else in the community it was still just me and one other person until I met my current boyfriend at the time we were identifying as friends and I actually moved in with him and he at his time he had his or has his current partner and I knew that I had had a crush on him since I met him he came new into town he was a gainer I was like yes a gainer and he said yes to meeting me two checks right there already but we decided at the time to be friends he married and then later on getting to know his husband I mean, things have changed now, but I thought we would do well, and I started to have feelings for him as well, and when Charles came to me after talking with his husband about trying to be a polyamorous relationship with the three of us, I was like, I was hesitant, but I knew I had feelings for both of them, especially Charles, knowing him longer and stuff. I was like, I'm willing to try this, and since then, I was like, Yes, I'd, I'd be willing to be in a relationship with one other person, but I definitely identify as at least being poly to where I'm open to, because I know my love, I have a lot to go around and it may not stop at just Charles or Tony or whoever shows up, but definitely to make sure it doesn't get messy or blow up because that's a lot of people and a lot of emotions following those guidelines or rules you create for your relationship is always at the forefront of my mind as well no that makes sense and you know just going by the size of you it doesn't surprise me that there is a lot of love to go around because there's been a lot of food going around hasn't there drew uh definitely i mean more currently more for charles than for me i mean i have to eat more of the the health stuff but yes there's definitely a lot of food going around in this house <laughs> So ultimately, how would you describe the major difference in 
this current poly relationship versus monogamous relationships you've had in the past? Pretty much, not to put, make it sound like scientific or anything, because it's not really a science, it's more emotions. I feel like it can be a lot more complex in a poly relationship only because no one person is the same. So you're going to, you have to think about everybody in the relationship at any given time. When you're in a monogamous relationship, you only have that one other person that you want to make sure to think about their wants, their needs and all that stuff. Whereas in a poly relationship, you're thinking about the wants and needs of everybody in it. Plus also how your relationship with each person in the poly relationship is different. Because like you can, I'm, I've talked to people who are in poly relationships where some people are both emotional and physically attracted to each other. Some are more physical, some are more emotional and may not even have the physical aspect. So it, it definitely can be a lot more complex, but at the same time, I feel like you get a lot more reward from taking the risk of really trying that kind of relationship as long as you and whoever you start off with agree to it i mean to kind of challenge uh, you on this tim you know do you feel like with you and matt that if the right person came along do you feel that both of you would be open to the potential of a third either as a constellation or a triad i mean i feel like we're both open to the idea but we both don't generally like people <laughs> and me and my partner exactly the same like the thought of having to train someone new on how to like flush a toilet wash their hands do some dishes like i don't want to have to do all that gunge that's too much like i think we've also just settled into the whole like we've had to live together for all of lockdown so i'm like that's been gravy that's been pretty fucking manageable it's been nice I know what he's like. I know what my housemates are like. I don't want my living situation to have to change for any good reason. I mean, in a perfect like fantasy world, I would have Matt and a harem, Ooh. but you know, Obviously. super toxic. By the way, I don't I don't support the concept of harems. Like <laughs> the history of that is super toxic and, and dangerous. But Ooh. in a fantasy world, in a fantasy yes. world, he has a harem. I'm there either at like I but I don't think we'd be having sex I think you'd like just hire me as like I would manage the boys for you absolutely <laughs> that would be but that would be the example of the constellation you see because I would be fucking all the boys you would also be fucking all the boys but we wouldn't be fucking each other our nodes would not have a little line connecting they would be connecting to the others I mean it's a super bougie fantasy of mine to be like you know the the, the king of the harem you know like well all you but, need to do as a white bear type is move in with someone very quickly um start some drama and then trash their house and then move to the other side of the country within a week who are you referencing sadly several oh. <laughs> several, oh. several white bears who do this just fucking posts being like Guys, I never thought I would have to write this. This is insane to me. I thought there was a connection here, but sometimes it turns out that you don't know people the way you think you do. So I'm starting a GoFundMe to get me out of this hellhole. Like it's just 
bullshit bonkers banana pants. It's just fucking insane. Gotcha. The privilege. Oh, gosh, yes. the, those people, yeah, definitely disappear from my social medias quickly. I'm like, I don't need that kind of drama or neediness. Unless, I mean, yeah. sometimes you get a story that's legit. Something has happened that you should get out of there. But most of the time, I'm like, no, y'all didn't think this through or whatever. Yeah. So when you see stories like that, what kind of aspersions does that cast on people who are in a, a working, successful, communicative, um, polyamorous relationship? I'm pretty sure that just doesn't, because I, I feel like they're becoming a lot less of a taboo um, and more people, like even when I started talking about it, you could tell like the world has painted this picture because of the look on my friend's faces when I would mention like one or two different boyfriends and was like already looked like, are you out of your mind? What what are you thinking? So, and then things like that happen and they're like, yep, you just stick to the two people. Don't, nope. Why, why did you even bother type thing? Hmm. So that's where I, the stories like that are just, they're hurtful to where we, or people who are in polyamorous relationships and would like to talk about it, can't because people like that keep painting this picture that people can't see past when people are able to post about their polyamorous relationships and they're succeeding they're happy they've been together for how who knows how long and stuff that's the kind of stuff that would help us out to where it's not the taboo that it's been for so long and same thing with like coming out and stuff it's it's not the the whole about to interrogate you or trying to teach you a lesson and be like, no, you should stick with one person. For me, I could almost draw some parallels to bisexuality there because I think there are assumptions about people who are bisexual, the idea of greed, the idea that, you know, uh, a person who is bisexual in a relationship is just looking to cheat. A person hasn't made up their mind. They're not fully out yet. They're just experimenting and it's very damaging because it places this onus of however you identify is untruthful and it's not an honest reflection of who you are. And I think similarly, some people use bisexuality as their sort of stepping stone to coming out, which I think we explain away as a natural thing, but ultimately damages bisexual people because it generates a sense of invalidity, this idea that they're in the process of coming out rather than they are out as bisexual people. Similarly, there are plenty of people who I think open themselves up to the idea of saying, oh, I'm polyamorous, I'm this, I'm that, when really all they are is just a cheating slag with no standards or morals. And they use the idea of polyamory to cover their tracks or to create a justification for their bullshit. And those are the worst kind of people. The, they, know, they know what it really is and they're just using it for a means to an end. That is the worst kind of person. So that is, where, that is where things like this come in very important to shed light on genuine polyamorous constellation focused relationships, especially where gaining's involved. Because I imagine similarly to my own relationship, perhaps that part of the appeal in a polyamorous relationship means that 
when gainers come to town or if you're traveling perhaps on a cruise ship in a certain period of time and there are other fat boys available that you have permission <laughs> to engage in as much as you want fat boy do woo <laughs> so i think a genuine expressed poly relationship we just need to see more examples of it and let me take this moment to say thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your experiences with us tonight we really appreciate it no problem <laughs> i definitely want to help educate or entertain or hopefully both the world with all the <laughs> stories <laughs> so we were going to ask next maybe what the biggest misconception about polyamory is but i feel like we've kind of spoken about that so let me then ask instead what is the most surprising element of polyamory that you've come across i think because at one point right now because this house was not big enough for everybody i mean we had five guys in this house at one time this house technically has three bedrooms and two bathrooms but space like i don't know acreage or whatever wise measurements is not very big at all and with four dogs on top of that we all moved in together right before covid hit and then covid hit yeah well let's just say there was all almost some like explosives because of the emotions and stuff so we were like, let's kind of spread out. And then if we find a bigger house later and want to live together, we can do it then. But right now, yeah, it was, that was uh, probably the biggest test was, yeah, thinking that just because we're all in a relationship does not mean you have to be under one house, all that stuff under same thing. Yeah, you can still be in the, in the poly relationship and be kind of at least a a little bit spread out not living all under one roof because everybody everybody has whether it's emotional or physical baggage i mean we have a garage full of stuff to talk about our baggage and when five people were here good lord so that was probably the biggest thing of just remembering that it's doesn't have to quite be that way like with anything you can kind you can kind of create your the the boundaries and the rules of how this is going to work it doesn't have to be set to if you're in a relationship if you've been in a relationship with a person this long you need to move into the same house or whatever yeah no it's not you you definitely have to be more open and fluid into um open to the ideas of something different than what you've known before definitely so I am curious, what style of dating do you think lends itself better to gaining monogamy or polyamory? I'd say they're actually about the same. I feel like the only reason the poly relationships would definitely help out more is depending on how many people in the relationship are actually either at least approve of it or actually part of the gaining community. But in all all honesty, I feel like both of them are probably about the same as far as whether it's you helping somebody or if you're the one gaining. Yeah, it just kind of depends on who's all either approves of it or is into it. Um, just you probably have a better chance of if you're the gainer gaining more weight, depending on how many people are actually part of the gaining community if you're in a poly relationship. I think 
my poly relationship lends itself better to gaming because I think there's more freedom to do that. In a monogamous relationship, when you have one person, you have to rely on that person being comfortable and kosher with your growth in order to pursue your journey. And maybe you've lucked out and found someone who doesn't really care either way, but especially with the likelihood of that other person being a civilian, I think it's far more likely that you'll wind up with someone who will have some form of limitation to your own growth and journey that may impact on you in a personal way. Now, I'm not saying that you should therefore get into a poly relationship to have more choice and option in that regard. <laughs> but I do think that for me, my own goalposts on what I feel comfortable with doing in my gaming journey do tend to switch up quite a bit depending on how I'm feeling and what I'm just feeling is correct for me at that current juncture. And having multiple people in my life that I could refer to and defer to for feedback and encouragement is probably going to wind up being a much more helpful situation to me than possibly that one person who may not actually be all that understanding of the situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tim, you're in a monogamous relationship at the moment with a mm -hmm. civilian. How yes. do you feel that stacks up with your gaining journey? Has there been any potential, not to say conflict, but, you know, has there been any... Uh, missing of of perspectives on that front in the time that you've been together i mean not so far i got really lucky i found a really open-minded person who doesn't have um you know any uh preconceived notions about anything really <clears throat> he had heard of gaining and encouraging you know because he has kinky friends same as same as i do but like he had not really known anyone that was into it and he had not known specifics about it um but when he uh asked me about it it was in totally a i am curious please educate me kind of way and he's never tried to make me feel like i'm weird or it's unusual or you know like oh my god why would you do this to yourself kind of thing um i mean he even said right from the start he's like i prefer guys that have bellies anyway so <laughs> i just i just happen to get lucky i happen to find a guy who was you know emotionally supportive and and was willing to be open to whatever i was into mm. yeah that's understandable and you have lucked out matt is also adorable and you know it, it, matt also i think represents a, a genuine reflection of a positive civilian person you know someone who turns around and goes oh well, I don't have to worry about my food portions anymore. I don't have to worry about that. I can just live my life how I want to. Mm -hmm. you know? I think that's also the freedom that gaining offers civilian people. It's not about saying you have to become fat, but it's about saying, imagine a life in which you just never had to worry about portion size or eating whatever you wanted. Like you just went for it as much as you wanted. And if you got bigger, that's fine. Like, imagine if you could just do that. Marvellous stuff, isn't it? So, Drew, I want to ask, we were talking a little bit about these misconceptions people have about polyamory. For poly people, or just anyone who's trying to defend polyamory, when they come across these types of accusations, what is the best piece of advice you would give to someone like that? Anybody, when they're whether it's the person trying to educate people, I would 
best thing to start off with is just letting people know, just keep an open mind. There, anything you've already heard or the different stereotypes and things about a polyamorous relationship that you've heard is pretty much rumor mill stuff. It's where it's played the telephone game and in a bad way has come out to where it's, it makes it seem like the, where you said the greedy or people who are just afraid or just don't care about commitment and stuff. It's not because I feel like you have to be way more committed to people because of the fact that there's more than one person. If you're not committed, you're probably going to get thrown out by the other people in the relationship anyway, because you don't care. You and the greedy part, um, we as human beings in general crave, I don't know if it's not attention, but we definitely want, we are always looking to either have friendships or we're, we always want some form of relationship. We crave it. We don't, nobody want, I mean, true, nobody truly wants to be alone. So why, why has it made it so hard that relationships can be, they don't, they shouldn't be defined to just you and one other person. Relationships can be between a group of people. Why, why are we, why do we keep building these walls or these, I don't even know what the word, but yeah, putting people in boxes. I've, I think we've gotten, we've started to, we started to have these conversations about a lot of different topics that needed to happen to break, break these down. But I'm pretty sure, especially living in the US and seeing what's been happening around. And I know there's probably different topics around the world that are happening that we still need to address. But this is just one of them that I feel like it's an easy, just stop, stop creating your own pictures and be open to what we're telling you about our relationships. That is not not the nasty, dirty rumors you've been hearing for years and years. Yeah. What I, what I really hear from that is, you know, it, it, and it's funny, I feel like <clears throat> almost the root issue of so many concepts we speak on comes back to expectations and it comes back to the things we place on ourselves and on other people. You know, as I said, as a gainer, being in an open relationship means I have permission and opportunity to meet up with as many people as possible. My partner and I are relatively ace people, meaning that the desire for sex is minimal. And my sex drive only really gets fired up when gaining is involved. So if I'm with a non-gainer, but I desire gaining, I'm just going to become purely sexually dissatisfied and go crazy, which gives you the immediate insight into <laughs> my <laughs> Us, because mama needed her fix but also growing up in a monogamous society had to go through and learn and we've talked about that and we move on but that's why i do it because i know myself and i know that i can't put that expectation on a partner to fulfill that for me they will never fulfill it i have a responsibility to myself to go to where i need to go to also, as we discovered in our relationship, he also has kinks that I don't share. I don't plan on doing personally. And so he also goes and gets that done. 
with other people. And that's fine. That's another way in which we give each other allowance to express ourselves to the fullest. We don't place the expectation on having to be all things to each other at all times. And as a result, there isn't any frustration at that person. There's no frustration at you make me have to do this. You make me have to be this person because we don't. We just enjoy each other's company. All we've got to do is just tell each other if we're going to fuck off for a night. It's quite lovely, actually. Very (laughs) good. So, I mean, Descent Against Polyamory, like, just in general, where does that come from? Because I suspect, outside of fear-mongering, I think it might come from jealousy. Oh, that... (laughs) That one's hard only because a lot of... A lot of I would feel that it comes from just because, like I said, I had a coming out um, that was, yeah, didn't go very well. Thankfully, I'm still in touch with my family, but um, I feel like with a lot of things, especially sexually and stuff, um, and a lot of it's probably Christianity, but I feel like religion in general, because most houses especially or maybe not as much in these generations but in a while back you'd be like everybody was going to church on sunday saturday whichever listening to your preacher pastor priest all that stuff and i think that that has kind of created the this whole world view about how relationships are supposed to work and now that we're trying to help people define it differently, I, that's where I feel like a lot of it comes from. Because like I said, I still have a relationship with my family because I think they're start, they've started to realize that I'm not, I didn't change. I'm not a different person. Yes, I may, they've learned something new about me and realized that I may think differently about certain things and all that stuff, but it comes from being taught or I guess raised in certain ways that it's hard it's hard to kind of break from once you get older because they kind of set in stone but I mean people can always change people can always learn new things no matter what you say yes they mean about they may be a little bit more stubborn about doing the changing but they still can but that that's kind of my thought on it I mean yes I don't I'm not one of those people who wants to be like, I hate the church or religion, organized religion in general. I just, it, it's kind of true though, based on what they taught. Technically I shouldn't be in this house dating a man. I definitely shouldn't be in a relationship with more than one person. I shouldn't. There's so many things that I think can stem from that, that I think would help if people would start to open up and realize that, that's not really the case anymore. I think a lot of it can be jealousy based to this idea of, um, you know, people, they, they think, well, you're only supposed to love one person at a time because that's what you're taught from the moment you're born. I mean, if you're born into a family where your parents stay together, like, like my parents are still together, you know? So like, I only know their relationship as like the base model of what relationships are supposed to be like. And when I was a young gay teenager going out into the world trying to find my happily ever after, I had blinders on because they were the example that I had to hold everything up against and quickly found out that it's way more complicated than that. There is no fairy tale. There's no, 
happily ever after because even if that used to be a thing that's an era that is long gone so i think it stems from jealousy some of it probably does stem from religion you know it's um in in christianity protestantism catholicism you're really only supposed to be bound to one person you know there are religions that do allow for multiple wives um funny enough not multiple husbands but uh rude (laughs) well you know let's let's go there girl i mean when we look at like the morals right because morality okay okay let's let's look at it like this in ancient cultures religion and the sort of mythos of the gods was basically their way of telling stories by which they communicated societal moral values to children. So parables of uh, flying too close to the sun. You know, people might think, oh, isn't it silly that we refer to all that now about, you know, getting too ahead of yourself. But no, that's literally what that was. It was a parable written to describe that exact situation. You got ahead of yourself and you got fucked. So similarly, when we look at the way that our modern society works, the very rules and foundations that we operate on are in fact informed by religion, which a lot of Western countries nowadays have a division of church and state, which is, I think, very important. But ultimately, a lot of these rules on morality do in fact come from religion. And similarly, our views on sex and gender and polyamory i mean isn't it a thing in utah with like mormonism and stuff it's like men can still have a whole fuck ton of wives sister wives or whatever they're called i don't know if it's all throughout mormonism but i know that there are certain sects or denominations i don't know how they break it down in that religion but there are some that do allow for multiple wives and there are some sects of islam that do the same So I don't know, I think it's, again, it's worth questioning and saying, like even the beliefs you have and you think to yourself, it's informed by modernity and I'm valued this, that, the other, like it's still worth probing and doing a bit of research and finding out maybe what informs that idea and where it came from. Because you might find that the root belief behind what you believe might not come from a place that you actually agree with. So I would I would just encourage people in that. So Andrew, you were saying one of your partner's names is Chris, is that correct? <laughs> if I said that, I do apologize. Uh, or is it two Charles? Of them, yes, Charles. You might've said Charles and I completely fucked that up. I do apologize, Charles. No, it's okay. Uh, I'm so tired. I had a long day at work, so I, I can't remember what I've said or not said. <laughs> Roll the tape back. And I started to have feelings for him as well. And when Charles came to me after talking with his husband. So, Drew, so you were telling us about one of your partners before that they were gaining a lot of weight recently. They are a gainer as well. Is that correct? Yes. So, with your current relationship format as a polyamorous one, do you feel like it lends itself to being more easily accessible to finding other gainer and encourager partners? Or do you think it's the opposite? I actually do think it helps to, like you said, to expand, to get to 
know people and possibly definitely help that. It might be also easier for us if we moved because we seem to be living in one of those areas where even if your app says they're five, five feet away, you could say hello and they never respond to you type thing. But uh, I've like even I, I don't know about Charles, but I've definitely talked to people be like, hey, if I'm in town and stuff, would you mind? Come? I'd be like, yeah, come stay in the house, whatever. Have a few days. Let's get to know each other and all that. But I, yes, I definitely think it, it definitely helps the, uh, in that aspect. We do have a listener question, um, which I do feel like you've kind of already said, you know, it's a question of how did you come into your own constellation, which, yes, you told us about your relationship. So let's rephrase it a bit. How did you come to be comfortable in your current constellation because even when you get into a new relationship with someone you know there's always teething there's always getting to know each other there's always comfort levels all that kind of stuff and i would imagine when there's multiple people involved there's multiple times or maybe it's a more extended experience of having to do that talk us through that process so i don't I don't think time-wise uh, it takes any longer or anything like that, but uh, you definitely, because <laughs> like in the, like you said, uh, like the teething phase or whatnot, you get those little pet peeves, like especially when you're with one person, you'll be like the, maybe the leaving empty glasses around the house as an example. That'd be that one, but that's just what one person does. And then you find out this person does this and nah, but then you got to remember there's probably things that you do that each and every one of the other people in the uh, poly are like, why? And it's, <laughs> but that I feel is definitely, I don't, wouldn't say fully negated, but the, I, I've learned being in the poly relationship, like I said, I feel like I'm a lot more open and honest and don't care what people, I mean, not don't care, but I I don't worry about if it might hurt somebody in the poly at first, because I know saying it, I now know saying it ahead of time or the moment I think it or do it is a lot better for us than holding it in. Because especially, like I said, when you, we had five people in the house trying to have a relationship. If you, if you let all those things boil up, they're going to boil up a lot faster because of five people being involved. You don't, you don't hold it in for nothing. You will either make yourself sick or you will explode and possibly break up every one of your relationships that you have. So to keep that from happening. Yeah. You definitely, uh, you go through like those growing pains a lot probably a little bit differently than you would in a monogamous relationship i do want to quickly ask just from your own perspective here do you feel like there's an aspect to polyamory and gaining that we haven't touched on that you think to yourself this would actually be a very important thing for people to know about or at the very least understand with regards to your experiences hmm i mean i feel like it's probably things people either assume or have thought of already but like when we had everybody at the house under one un, pretty much under one roof and stuff like I feel 
I feel like you get a lot more of like the subtle encouraging, whereas like when you and this could be also for people who are trying to be body positive and things like that. When you have more than one person around you who's willing to say just love on you or even the physical stuff, just like I'm constantly walking by Charles and have to put my hands on him every time I walk by. Say you have four other people in the house who want to do the same thing. I'm pretty sure that would boost my self-esteem to like a thousand and be like, Let, let's go, let's get this done um bring on the gainer shakes uh, let's have a buffet every night i mean we got five people here anyway that's where going back to i think you asking earlier about the the poly versus the monogamous relationships for gaining that's that's the kind of mindset i feel helps for gain for gainers in a poly relationship to definitely be more comfortable with themselves and also to let the gaining go where it may and not just for them but for anybody else in the house who's also doing the same and you know to kind of finish up here whether whether you find a partner who connects with your gaining journey or not what is the most important thing people need to understand about respecting and engaging with polyamorous folk and their constellations i feel and I've mentioned this, I'll mention it over and over again. The the honesty part uh, is always the biggest. It, whether you're on the outside and you've connected with one of the people and you're possibly wanting to do more, you be open and honest about what you're feeling and what you possibly would like to try. That way, if they have certain rules or guidelines with the other people in the, like you said, the constellation, they they don't make sure to disrespect anybody else by just going and you're over here trying to hone in on something that you shouldn't be quite yet at least I mean doesn't say you're not allowed just means you honesty and respect are going to be your pretty much your friends and your biggest tools as far as moving along in that respect I love that well, Drew, thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can people find you online? Uh, I do have a grammar still. That one's Interfatty. Uh, pretty much the only other one I'm consistently on is Instagram as PupBearsy. Well, that's it for another episode here on Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars and leave a good review. If you like this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Stanham. And you can find me on Grammar as Orpheus. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Thinking Mouse. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Let's talk about it. Radio is a Patreon and Enter app podcast produced by Stan and Vicky Mouse. Next time, Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lucky Two. Our theme song is provided by Spotify Cream.